everybody. Stone here from the Dead Show Dealers. Uh, unfortunately, this time, the news isn't about a new song or a new recording. Uh, unfortunately, our brother uh, in music as well as in life, Robert Wilson, tragically passed away over this past weekend. Uh, we would like to thank you guys all for the love and support that you've shown the Dead Show Dealers over the past three years. Of course, thank Jerry for everything that he has done for us. Uh, just wanted to let you guys know and let you guys hear it from us directly. And uh, to quote one of my favorite lines from a song, through music, we can all live forever. To all the bands and everybody who enjoyed the Dead Show Dealers music, on behalf of myself, Josh, Bank, and of course the late Robert Wilson, thank you very much. Okay, time to get the show started. Uh, and we're going to start with the Dead Show Dealers. This is a track from their debut album, Spark of Rage. Oh, right. 
had a huge amount of time for this band and you know Robert Wilson and Stone James two absolute gentlemen as is everyone else in the band and later on in the Torn Up interview we will be uh, replaying one that took place back some time ago where both Stone and Robert talk about the band so um, hope you enjoy that uh, okay let's tell you who's on the show well tonight uh you know, we have also music from Larkin Poe, from Bonafide, from Rocky Erickson, from Mark Selby, from Roomful of Blues, ZZ Top, Bad Company, The Faces. Uh, and as I say, the Tordom interview is one that was broadcast before from the Dead Show Dealers. Also music from Down and Out. Uh, and... Uh, the fans' favourite this week, we have music from uh, Bob Sager, Thin Lizzy and Huey Lewis and the News. And this week is chosen by Maria Morgan from New York, USA. Uh, also uh, music from Lance Lopez, the Chase Walker Band, Cortini, Glenn Hansford, Elton John, Jojo Gunn, Electric Light Orchestra, The Who, The Beatles, Cream, Jimi Hendrix, Creedence, Clearwater Revival... T-Rex, Blackberry Smoke and the producer's pick this week is tracks from the Cult and Metal Church. And also we uh, we wish a fond farewell and a huge thanks to Colin Mullen who has been the show producer for almost three years now. But Colin is moving on to Pastors New and we want to thank Colin. Uh, for his service to the show and uh, we'll certainly miss him and thanks Colin for everything you've done for the show it really is appreciated also music from ACDC, Rose Tattoo Rory Gallagher, Gary Moore Norman Greenbaum Deep Purple, Molly Hatchet and Leonard Skinner um, but we'll keep the music moving, we started off with the Dead Show Dealers um, now we have new music from Larkin Poe and this one's called Blood Harmony. Blood Harmony. 
time for the Lovell Sisters and that's their brand new single called Blood Harmony. Now next up we're going to keep it rocking. This is Bonafide and Bottle of Jack. Bottle of Jack 
that's from an album that the gays released back in 2016 called Flames. And uh, always like these gays, they're definitely well able to rock. Someone else that's well able to rock is Rocky Erickson. And this one's a title track from an album he released back in 1986 called Don't Slander Me.
Yeah, uh, he's certainly well able to rock and that was the title track from an album he released in the 86 called Don't Slander Me. Now next up we have music from Mark Selby and this one's called Kink in the Chain. Come from an album called More Storm Coming, which came out in 2000, uh, a while ago, but the music still sounds pretty 
pretty good. Um, now, next up, we have music from Room Full of Blues, and this one's called Lower on Your List of Priorities. <laughs> That's a track taken from an album called Rays and Ruckus, uh, which came out in 2009, and that was Room Full of Blues. Now, next up, well, one of the favourites in the show, this is ZZ Top and Tush. <laughs> Where 
Yeah, what a great band. And, you know, it's uh, just around the anniversary of the death of Dusty Hill, sadly missed. But the guys still keep on rocking. And uh, I suppose, look, ZZ Top uh, are someone that they're an iconic band. And this is an iconic song. That was ZZ Top and Tush. Here's another iconic band. This is Bad Company. And this is a track from their debut album come out in 1973. Call Bad Company in this one's the single that came from that album, Can't Get Enough.
Yeah, great song. That's been used in so many ads as well. I think it was used, if I'm not mistaken, maybe in the ads for Wrigley Chewing Gum many, many years ago. Uh, but great band, great song, and Paul Rogers can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Here's another band that can do no wrong. This is The Faces, and this is a track from their Ooh La La album that came out in 1973, and this one's called Barstool Boy. certainly rock that's for sure that is from as I say an album that came out back in 1973 called Ooh La La and that was Barstool Boy now we're almost up at the point of the torn up interview and as I said at the start of the show um, this week is a replay of an interview that was done back could be a year and a half ago now from Robert uh, Wilson and Stone James of the Dead Show Dealers. As I say, tragically, Robert lost his life uh, back a few days ago. And, you know, we're all devastated here at the station to hear the sad news. But we wanted to remember 
Robert, and uh, we decided we'd replay this. But before we do that, uh, this is a track from their debut album. This is The Dead Show Dealers, and who knows? interview with Stone James and Robert Wilson of the Dead Show Dealers. Hey everybody and welcome to another Torn It Up interview and as always we are so appreciative of the artists that take time 
to speak to us here on the show and I know you all enjoy it and you know this is well this is something really special because I was only introduced to these guys literally only a couple of weeks ago from a good friend of mine from down under Tohor Denman and he said Jerry you've got to listen to these boys and he sent me a track and to be honest I was blown away and then contact was made got some more music and um, I, I just couldn't believe what I heard and uh, I'm talking with a band called the Dead Show Dealers. What a name. Well, the Southbound Snake Charm is not bad either, but I think that's a great double bill, the Southbound Snake Charm and the Dead Show Dealers. But anyway, without further ado, I have two of the Dead Show Dealers here to talk to me here on Torn Up. So would you please give a big Torn Up welcome to Stone and Robert of the Dead Show Dealers. How are you guys? Hey, Jerry, how's it going? What's happening, Jerry? How you doing, bud? Well, I'm not too bad. As you know, uh, folks, things are a bit crazy here at the minute. I'm sure it is where you are too with this virus and there's new restrictions in. And uh, These guys have had a lot of patience because uh, it should, this should have happened earlier. It doesn't affect you folks hearing it, but they'll be very kind to me. So, guys, look, thank you so much for that. It's just been one of those days, so we, we get down to it now. Tell me something. For both of you, what, what sparked... Your interest in music, what got you to the point where you joined a band, performed? Who were your influences? And then eventually you can tell me how both of you met up and put this band together. Hey, Jerry, well, this is Robert, and I'm going to let Stone answer this question first. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks, no pressure. Um, hey, Jerry, um, what got me into music? Well, I'm, uh, I'm a kid of the 80s, so, you know, I, I grew up with with all the you know hair bands and and my older brother you know introducing me to a lot of the music from the 70s uh you know stuff like bad company and free and led zeppelin and you know bands like that and um you know always loved it always loved to listen to it especially when i was younger you know and then we were we were one of the first families in in my general area that had cable TV back when it was, you know, something new. And I remember them airing a kiss concert. I was about 10 years old and they were airing a kiss concert on HBO. And I was just enamored with kiss. I thought that they were absolutely fascinating and, and a little bit scary at the same time. Um, so for me, it was a 10 year old me sitting on the floor in front of my, my old television watching this concert and Gene Simmons goes to do his, his, you know, blood spitting thing and, and his bass solo thing. And I just remember a red light being shined on him and he hit, you know, that one low note, he hit a low E and I had had some friends who wanted to play guitar and some friends that wanted to play drums. And I had never heard anybody say that they wanted to play bass. And that moment right there was kind of my first introduction into what, you know, the difference between a guitar and a bass and what a bass sounded like. And to be honest, it scared the hell out of me. And I just stared at the television and said to myself, that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I want to make that noise for the rest of my life. And, you know, just proceeded to, to ask my family, my, my mother and father for a bass guitar 
two years later, uh, a big fat man in a red suit and a long white beard dropped one off under a tree for me. And that has been what I've done since then. The irony is you're a big fat man with a white beard. I know, it kind of works out. I kind of look like the big fat man. Well, I'm not that fat. I lost a little bit of weight. <laughs> but that was that was the beginning of it for me. You know, I did I did the, the same kind of route that, that most kids do. You know, I played in local cover bands and found some some friends, you know, either that that were already playing music or maybe that, you know, looked at me and said oh well you know he's got an electric bass i can ask my mother for a set of drums and you know did that kind of thing uh went through all the different phases of music from playing you know 80s hair metal and then you know when when the heavier stuff the metallica and megadeth kind of stuff came in i was in you know bands playing that kind of music uh but it's just it's been something it's been something in my life as long as I can remember. My grandparents were both big band musicians. I had one grandfather who ironically was a, a bass player in old 30s swing bands. And my other grandfather was a horn player in swing bands. So all throughout my entire life, music was very important, you know, and in, in, in a part of, of every family gathering uh, and I do, I've got other family members, you know, who play, uh, one who also plays professionally, but you know, other than that, I've got four or five, you know, cousins that'll pick up a guitar at a bonfire and start strumming away. And next thing you know, we're all singing songs we know. So it's, it's really a family trait. It's, it's something to be there. Uh, and, and I suppose, look, you, the bug, you got bitten by the bug early on then at, at you know, at a young age that, that you really you really knew that was for you and you know what isn't that a great thing <coughs> excuse me to know that at that stage that that's really what you wanted to do and and as well as that obviously that your parents that supported what you were doing and 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 that's also so important too and robert what about yourself then what 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 started you or how how did things happen for you when you talk about parents and their influences i don't know if my parents meant to influence me music uh their family were all musicians as well i think it was just the natural uh turn of events i guess for lack of a better turn i i uh started playing guitar at seven years old because that's what everybody in my family did <laughs> um i grew up with my brother on you know performing in churches and stuff like that uh, I didn't hear about Kiss until I was told by the preacher that they were the devil. <laughs> they were, they were. <laughs> but uh, um, and as far as influences go, the early influences and the later in life influences—they all just kind of, it just music influenced me. I don't, I can't really pinpoint into one particular artist or. Uh, I know, just song, just ge so. just generally, just generally, Robert. Can you, you you like most music out there? And then, can I ask both of you, uh, how when did you get to know each other? Did you know each other before this? Did you live in the in the same town, or how did you meet up, or how how did it how did you strike up? We'll say playing together. Did you play together in a previous band, or is the Dead Show Dealers the first band that you work together in? This is the first band that we've worked together with. Um, I did not know Stone and Josh, our drummer, 
um, Stone and Josh have been in multiple bands together. Uh, Bank, uh, one of our guitar players, he and I grew up together. Um, and now we have Mike Lashinsky, who is new to all of us, and we knew of, of him and uh, the previous bands that he's played with. But we all just kind of, the, the community, the music community in Orlando um, is relatively small. We were bound to cross paths sooner or later. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I know this sounds like a very obvious thing to ask, but the name is kind of unique. So how who come up, or how did the name get the Dead Show Dealers? How did that come about? Um, the, <laughs> a lot of people think that we're a dead, we're a Grateful Dead cover band. Um, the Dead Show Dealers was uh, uh, actually I had a guy that was playing music with uh, that played banjo, and he is the one that came up with it. Uh, he was a fan of my songwriting and uh he got excited about the first few songs uh murder ballad 25 actually he and i co-wrote that together and uh which is on the ep that you have um I, and, I, uh, he just said that we no go ahead go ahead no no uh, uh he just came out and blurted out that he said uh we're gonna have more hits than a dealer at a dead show and uh it just struck a chord with me and we went from there. I've seen with it 
friends of years just to dance at the foot of her bed. Now out of the darkness, tempting my demise, one taste of a soul couldn't be in. Certainly, it's a name that you remember, and you know. I think if you pick a name for 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 anything, uh, uh, and, and certainly with a band, if you kind of pick a name that you, the Dead Show Dealers is not something you'll forget. It's 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 actually when I heard it first, particularly when I say I hear it from your friend Topher Denver, you know, and they are the Southbound Snake Charmers, uh, and and I I interviewed Topher back a while ago. Actually, recently I did it again, but. He told me the story behind you know how they got their name, which was hilarious. But like it's it's funny how something, uh, how a name comes around, and and sometimes it's not even the case of ACDC. It was Angus's sister Margaret that come up with the name. So it's funny how names, how names come around. Uh, and what the, I would actually find it probably difficult enough to pigeonhole your genre. It's blues and it's it's. Uh, it's rock and it's 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 your own style. There's a there's a there's a, there's a certain sound that you, that you have, uh, that the basically you're not like anyone else. And I suppose that's a great thing to be. Do you feel that yourselves? Do you feel that you've honed out a dealer sound, or, or what do you feel? 
that we write and the way that the songs come together, Robert is the 99% songwriter. He comes in with the general idea of the song and some of the songs that are on the record that'll be, you know, coming out some of the songs that are on well, all of the songs actually that are on the EP, which is available on Bandcamp right now. Um, they were all songs that Robert had already had. He had been performing either with other people or, you know, solo doing solo shows. But when, when me and Josh, got a hold of the songs and, you know, started playing them in the style that we were kind of used to. Me and Josh, who's our drummer, like Robert had said, had played together, you know, in a couple different bands over the past 10 years, and they were all a little bit more aggressive, you know, rock bands. So we kind of naturally brought that in, you know, without thinking about it, it just kind of happened. That was just the way that we played. So that came into it. And then you combine that with, you know, the, the Americana and folkiness of the way that Robert writes. And that's what creates the sound that's become the dead show dealers. You know, when, when Robert plays a song for us and introduces a song in the rehearsal room, you know, here's something I've been working on and he plays it. There's times when that song will sound, you know, very close to the original version of it by the time you guys hear it. And then there's songs like on society, which when it first came into the rehearsal room was a completely different song. And then just through a matter of us playing it and messing around with this idea and this idea, and actually with that song, uh, Josh Henry, our drummer just came up with that, that kind of swing beat drum beat that he started playing. And that right there instantly changed the direction that the song was going in. It's that's a difficult question when people say, you know, how would you describe your music or what style of music is the dead show dealers? And I know everybody says the same thing. Oh, well, we can't be put into a category or, you know, whatever it is. But with us, it's it's difficult. We can do a show and we would love to at some point or another do a show with, you know, Topher and Snake, you know, Southbound Snake Charmers. But we can also do a show with the Dropkick Murphys. We can also do a show with the Dirty South or the Dead South. We can do shows with... Dirty with, South's a whole different game. Yeah, a whole different game. Um, you know, we can do a show with someone like Jason Isbell. We can do a show with Boy Vance. You know, we can, we can pull off a lot of different things. And the only way that we've been able to find to, to somewhat accurately describe the sound of of the dead show dealers is aggressive americana i think you know it's as close as you're going to get uh because even listening to you know to the tracks on the album and you on society that was out as a single dead in new orleans out as a single and and you've talked a bit about on society dead in new orleans is probably more of a bluesy this harmonica this more it's more of a bluesy thing, but it's not exactly through. It's it's. I think wh- why I really love the music is that the very fact that I can't pigeonhole you, the very fact it's so original that it's 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 very exciting to listen to your music because there is nobody else exactly like you. That you that 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 to me is the biggest compliment I can pay to you. There is no other 
dead show dealer band out there that sounds like you. You're unique and that in the commercial world is a huge selling point. If you can be unique and not like anyone else, it gets you noticed. And I think on this record uh, that we're releasing next month, really there's there's such an eclectic, I think it really hits every different style that we play as a band. Um, from the blues rock to the the southern fields to like a song like um, what song I'm thinking of? The, Who knows? No, the, the slower, the, the who's the country one that we do? Oh, there's uh, Pray For Me, there's Alone. Alone. Yeah, Alone. And uh, yeah, it's too many drugs in my younger days. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, it, it, there's, there's a lot of different stuff that makes up you know that makes up the sound of what we are like you said you know you've listened to to the record you you've been privy to hear it before a lot of other people they're going to hear it and we've got songs that are more acoustic based we've got songs that are more blues based and then we've got songs like sparks of rage which are just straightforward banger you know rock and roll songs that's kind of the that's what impressed me you know stone and robert is that it's a very diverse album, but there's still there's still a vibe, there's still a style that's associated with with the Dead Show Dealers. It's 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 that even though there's blues, there's 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 country, there's acoustic, but it's done you like in the words of Frank Sinatra, it's done my way, it's done your way, it's done. There's 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 an element of style to it. As I say, if 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 when your music's played is the same effect on the general public as it did on me, let me tell you, you're going to have an awful lot of very committed, loyal fans right around the world because it made... Sometimes, you know, when I listen to an album or listen to anything, and you probably know this yourself, sometimes you can listen to something, maybe it just doesn't... Maybe you don't warm to the force playing... Then maybe when you hear it, maybe two or three times, oh, yeah, you kind of like that. But then there's the other times, <coughs> excuse me, when you listen to something and it's that goosebump and say, shit, that's really good. I really like that. And then you have to listen to it again. And I, I've had this conversation with other people where, you know, if you really like something, the test is, will you play it right through again? Will you play it right through a second, a third, a fourth time? And once you're doing that, you really like something. And that was the case with your album. You know, I listened right through it and I said, wow, that's that's really good. And folks, when you do get to hear this album, you're going to say exactly what I have said. You'll just say, wow, that's very good. Because these guys have put together one hell of an album. And, and definitely you're going to, when this goes out and people get to hear it, and we will be playing more tracks from the album, when it does come out on the show, we'll be doing that as well because this music deserves to get out there and the world deserves to hear it because you know the one thing, and I'm speaking to you guys tonight, but the one thing that has really impressed me over this last year is the amount of talent that's out there, the amount of diverse artists that's out there that that really the world deserves to hear them because it's 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 the new music being created by people like yourselves that that's the that's the lifeblood of this business like it's it's fine and this is no disrespect to the major artists that have 
that have done very well and have millions of fans and and I love a lot of those major bands too, like everyone else. But I think for for an industry to stay vibrant and alive, uh, there needs to be people like yourselves coming up to the surface, changing things, giving somebody something a little bit different, because that makes the whole thing exciting.
barking and getting closer now. Taking aim, yes, he put it in her brow. So, so, so certainly, can I ask a little bit, we talked, you, you touched a bit with On Society, but the likes of Dead and New Orleans, uh, there's more of a blues feel to that. How did that song come about? Was there, was, was there even any personal experience in it where there was a story you read or heard somewhere <laughs> that brought that there? I'm not, by the way now, uh, for the record, I'm not suggesting that you killed anyone in New Orleans. But I'm just saying, was there something you read about at the time? Was there something that happened that maybe influenced that song? No, the songs, uh, Dead New Orleans, I introduced to the guys two days after I met them. Um, we were sitting around the studio kind of putting some stuff together. And uh, the night before we were supposed to record, actually it was that day. Yeah, the night before we were supposed to record, I, re- I, I wrote it. And I got excited when I wrote it, and that's the, that's one of the few songs that, from start to finish, is exactly how I wrote it, um, from the from the groove, the lick, everything in there. Uh, and when we finally try to you know try to put it together for this record, um, it finally fell into place. And uh, actually, it's probably a fan favorite when we play live. Yeah. Um, but the, a lot of songs, a lot of the lyric the lyrics that I write come from my own personal experiences and I try to translate that in ways that it doesn't sound like I'm talking about me. Um, and I always kind of felt compelled to help somebody else feel that. And that song really is kind of, I like to drink Jerry. So that song really, you're joking. You're joking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that song, that song really kind of deals with, my drinking demons, if you will. Um, but it's, it's, I don't know, it's one of those uh, fire in a bottle songs, I guess. But I suppose... If you're, if, I, if you're a drinker, I was just going to say, if, if you're a drinker, you know, at, at some point or another in your life, you wake up and, and open your eyes and go, I don't recognize that ceiling. And kind of take a look around and go, 
where am I? And when when Robert brought that song, you know, to us, and once we, you know, we heard the lyrics and everything, to me, that's what I heard was just that, you know, dead in New Orleans doesn't necessarily mean you're in New Orleans and you're dead. It just means that you're waking up somewhere that you don't remember going to the night before. Yeah. So it's a kind of more, it's, it, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's just, a, it's a metaphor, really. It's just, it's just for describing. It's very it's a, metaphorical. Yeah. Um, I, and, and, yeah, I, and then say the likes of, and we did talk about this before, and it, Spark of Rage is probably, it's a very powerful song. It's, it's, it's an out and out rocker. Um, and, and again, uh, this, this, I, the, from the words or the lyrics, there's there's a there's a very strong emotional feeling in that song too. Before we, when we started talking earlier, Jerry, you, you mentioned as far as uh, with everything going on in the world today, you know, not wasting time when you can, I mean, taking care of things, seeing the people that you need to see, loving people you want to love, doing you know, chasing your dreams, just doing the things that. It seems like everything has been taken away from us. Sparks of Rage deals with the apathetic nature that we all have. We could sit back and just kind of let things happen and not getting after it. And if we wait too long, then either it's going to take that spark of rage to get off our ass and do something. And that is one of the more self-introspective pieces I had written. And, uh, the original version of that song was very country. Actually, it didn't have the attitude that uh, that the guys gave it. So it's kind of funny. I'll tell you one thing: if it, if that song started as a country song, <laughs> I tell you one thing: it changed a lot. Then that's all I'd say. It certainly yeah. there's no country left in it. That's for sure. Um, no, no, not that one. But I think well, society, society started its life out as a punk song. Right. Okay. So. It isn't is the whole process too of of you know writing a song and 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 refining it and polishing it and changing it. Someone said this to me in a previous interview, that just take like Spark of Rage or On Society that whatever day you wrote that song, the day before, the hour before, the minute before, it didn't exist. It didn't exist. But once it's it's a creation, and once you wrote it, once you played it, once you recorded it, it's there forever. It it is if you think about it, to create a song, to to write a song, to record a song, there's a part of yourself in that. There's part of your your creativity has come from your life experience, from your mind. But if you think about it, it's a very special thing. You know, I, there's I, a, I was just going to say there's there's a line in a song by the band Rancid that the, the very first time I heard it, it kind of it spoke to me and it said basically what you just said. Uh, the line references Joe Strummer from The Clash uh, and it, the line says. Um, and just like or how is it again? Forgive me. Um, it says through music, we will all live forever. And that's that's very true. You know, long after we are gone, there's going to be recorded, you know, moments in time 
of our music for other people to to enjoy so once you put it down to tape and you know get it out to the world it's it's a moment in time that's captured forever i think so and even you know it it lasts you know a really a good song or good good music it 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 never it never fades away i mean i'll, I'll even the, say the likes of Jimi hendrix you know if a band plays hey joe Purple Haze, whatever it may be, the minute somebody hears the opening bars, the place just goes wild. And that's still, whatever it is, 50 years after the man passed away, you know, his music still has the same relevance now as ever it had. And it's the same with many other great bands. And it's the same with people yourself. If you create a song and it's a really good song, it's a good song in two years' time, five years' time, ten years' time, twenty, thirty, fifty. It doesn't matter. That 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 moment of creation, that imprint, is there forever. Well, and there's there's a you know a new kid somewhere right this very moment who's hearing you know the Beatles or Pink Floyd or the Doors or Led Zeppelin or Jimi Hendrix or Cream or, you know, any one of those bands, Black Sabbath, you know, there's a kid somewhere in the world right now who is just hearing that stuff for the first time and it's about to change their life. You're right. Um, can I ask you, because we, normally we do and we've changed, we tweaked it a bit in recent weeks. When this interview is broadcast, we'll play a, a song before it We'll play probably two to three during it, and we take a break in every few minutes, and then we'll have another then. So I'm going to ask you um, if you would maybe pick five songs that you would like us to play when this interview goes out, and you would like us to play on the show. Uh, so, so whichever order you want to do it, and this will be recorded. I'll play the songs, not all. So what would be, what would you like? to be the fourth song we play when we do this? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I do that to everybody. Yeah, I, I stump I them, but do you, look at, I mean, yeah. uh, it, it doesn't... I think, uh, I... Go ahead. No, no, you go. Pick your fourth one. Uh, I'll, I'll stay quiet for a change. I, I, <laughs> I think it would be Dead in New Orleans. I think it's... Uh... Good choice. Yeah, I think that's a good introduction to to who we are. Yeah, you know, it's, and then I, it, and then I think Murder Ballad is a great yeah. second. <laughs> Murder Ballad is is one of my favorites. Okay, that's and, number uh, two. Okay. Yeah, uh, I would for me, I would say um, the regret. The regret, uh, which which is a that's one of my my favorites, and it, it grows on me even more every day. Um. And then maybe pray for me. Great song. And then for you know for you, your sparks. Yeah, your favorite is Sparks. So I would put Sparks in there again. Sparks. Okay. Okay. I I love it. I I I think when I got to it and and and, and I like them all. Uh, but wow. Uh, what 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 energy? What passion? But uh, look. Pray for me, actually, too, and I should have mentioned that. That's another one, another one of the songs that really impressed me on the album. Um, and uh, just a little bit more detail then for the listeners. Then the album comes out on the seventh 
of November. It's, I presume it's available on all the usual platforms. Uh, if you want to order it, uh, can you can you can you go on the face your Facebook site? Can you order that one from there, or how can you do it? Or yeah, that's that's the whole idea. Um, if they want a hard copy, yeah, we'll have those available, and you can and they can find us on Facebook. Uh, hopefully, so, we'll have the website up by then. But um, either way, but if they go uh, if they if they search for the Dead Show Dealers on Facebook, they'll get a they'll get a. A section there where if they want to buy the album the hard copy they can do that so that will be, be a, a there'll be a, a link for that yes that's perfect so that and what's the title of the album again guys it's self-titled ah so the dead show dealers well listen i want to thank both of you for taking the time to talk to me here and turn it up as i say every interview we do here on the show i i feel so privileged because i'm speaking with people that i am in awe of Every single one of you, people that create music, that perform for others, uh, for for us to enjoy what you're doing, it's it for me is 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 such a privilege to speak to you, and uh, I I I really am a huge fan, and uh, I I know that the Dead Show Dealers are going to be a force to be reckoned with, uh, and certainly the quality of the music you're producing. Uh, and this album is just it's a stunning album as I said to you I think I said this to you in a text uh, when I listened to it first I said certainly as far as I'm concerned this uh, is a, a very strong contender for album of the year that's how that's how much I love it and uh, I want to thank both thank you. of you both of you Stone and, 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 and Robert for speaking to me again I want to apologise I know you did a long wait on me uh, but it was just a kind of a peculiar sort of a day and I think we all know in our lives we have days when things don't always go according to plan but thanks for your patience and waiting and really it was such a pleasure speaking with both of you it was a pleasure and thank you very much and thank you very much for doing what you do and for the kind words that you've said about us uh, hello to Ireland and the UK and uh, we look forward to hopefully getting to see you guys you know maybe as early as 2021 depending on all of this craziness uh so you never know you keep your ears out and go to bandcamp.com and download our ep if you want something right away listen that's great guys again thanks so much and looking forward to seeing you in the flesh performing this amazing music in the not too distant future thank you jerry thank you jerry Cover up the scars 
Yeah, as I say, our hearts go out to the guys in the band and to Robert's family, uh, and we send our deepest condolences and sympathy. Uh, the tracks that you hear during the interview were Monster, More Their Ballad 25, and The Ballad of MMA. And again, you know, our thoughts go out to the family of Robert and to the dead show dealers. May his uh, late Shane Brightly, and may he rest in peace. Now, next up, we have music from the Down and Outs, and this is from an album called The Further Adventures of the Come Out in 2014. This one's called Violence.
Yeah, that album was a kind of a dedication to the songs of Mott the Hoople because most of the guys were all big fans of the band and that was another Mott song called Violence. Hope you enjoyed that. Now we're at the point of the fans' favour <clears throat> and this week is chosen by Maria Morgan from New York, USA. She has picked Bob Sager and Night Moves, Thin Lizzy, Angel from the Coast from the Jailbreak album and Huey Lewis and the News is Hip to be Square from the four album that came out in 1986. Without further ado, let's press the button and hear the fans' favourite as chosen by Maria Morgan from New York, USA. Tall, could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hauling her down. She was a black haired beauty with big dark eyes and points all her own, sudden way up high. Way up firm and high. Out past the cornfields where the woods got heavy. Out in the back seat of my 60 Chevy Working on mysteries without any clues Working on a night moves Trying to make some front page driving news Working on a night moves In the summertime Some pie in the sky, some We were just young and restless and bored Living by the sword And we'd steal away every chance we could To the back room, to the alley, or the trusty woods I used her, she used me, but neither one cared We were getting our share Working on a nightmare Trying to lose an awkward teenage blues Working on a nightmare And it was summertime Sweet summertime, summertime the lightning yeah. Waited on the thunder Waited on the thunder I woke last night to the sound of thunder How far off I sat and wondered Started humming a song from 1962 
And it's funny how the night moves When you just don't seem to have as much to lose Strange how the night moves With autumn closing in
weapon The bullet flew astray And the noise it was frightening I want 
Yeah, certainly enjoyed that. Three cracking selections. And actually, we're going to get another bit of Thin Lizzy now. This is from the Fighting album. This is Thin Lizzy and Silver Dollar. <laughs> track there's a real bluesy feel to it and it's a very underrated track probably a very underrated album fighting was the album came out just before jailbreak and uh, in my opinion a damn fine album too now next up we have music from lance lopez and this is el paso sugar 
Yeah, love Lance's work, and uh, that's when Adam came out a few years ago. Really like that. That's Lance Lopez and El Paso Sugar. Next up, we have the Chase Walker Band, and this one's called The Walk. Yeah, another band I really like and another song I really like. I hadn't played that in a while, so I thought it was time to dust it off and give it another spin. That's the Chase Walker Band on the walk. Now, next up, we have Cortini, and I've played this many times because I love this tune. This is Down at the Crossroads.
Listen when the first man has struck a deal inside the dotted line That's another great tune. That's Cartini and Down at the Crossroads. Rock, crack and rock and roll. And uh, love playing that. Next up, we have Glenn Hanser. And uh, this is another song I really like too. This is Roll On Slow. Roll on, darling. Roll on slow. 
Great voice, great song. That's Glenn Hansford and Roll On Slow. Now we're going to crank it up a bit now because Elton John has just come into the building and this is, well, this is a classic. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Elton, take it away. Cause I'm 
What a rocking tune. It was Elton at his very rocking best. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Now we're going to keep it rocking. This is Jojo gone and run, run, run. piece of slide guitar on that. That came out as a single, I think, in 1972. Um, made the top 10, I think, in the UK charts. That was Jojo Gunn and Run, Run, Run. Now we're going to keep the rock rolling. This is the Electric Light Orchestra, ELO and Mama Bell. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were certainly rocking there too. That's the Electric Light Orchestra, Mama Bell and Jeff Lynn were certainly banging it out there for sure. As I said, this is a rocking show and uh, we're going to keep it rolling. This is The Who and one of my favourite Who tracks, 515.
yeah, love the brass on that. That's just incredible energy on on that. And that was the Who on five fifteen, and I think that came out as a singular. I'm not sure whether it's included in an album or not. It may have at some stage, but initially I think it came out as a single release. Now next up, who'll ever forget this? The Beatles on the rooftop of the BBC doing this. This is the Beatles and get back. <laughs> memories that these boys left us the Beatles are just unreal and that was another example of it coming towards the end of their career but still a great tune that was the Beatles and Get Back. Next up we have Cream and this is the classic White Room Get 
Yeah, again, what a band. Certainly deserve the Tag Super Group, though, every inch of that. And uh, that's a great track, one I love to play. That was Cream and White Room. Someone else that I just regard, well, there's no one, there was never anyone quite like him, was there? Jimi Hendrix and Voodoo Child.
I mean, what can you say about Jimmy? He just was one of a kind. He probably revolutionized how the electric guitar was played for a forevermore changed rock and roll. Uh, and I suppose it, it was blues, uh, but it certainly was rock as well. So that was Jimi Hendrix and Voodoo Child. Now, next up, well, again, the classics keep on rolling. This is Creedence, Clearwater Revival and Born on the Bayou.
Yeah, again, what a band, Credence and John Fogarty. Well, you, you can't get anything better than that, and that's the classic Born on the Bayou. Next up, we have T-Rex and Children of the Revolution. Another great track, uh, and you know, Mark Bowling may have been, you know, at the time, sort of associated as being a teeny bob singer, but he was much more than that. He, some of the songs that he, he wrote and recorded were, were just simply some of the best pop songs ever written. Uh, and that's another example. That was T-Rex and Children of the Revolution. Now, next up, we have Blackberry Smoke, and, well, they're rocking too. This is waiting for the thunder.
Yeah, another band I really rate is Blackberry Smoke, and um, that comes from an album I think called Like an Arrow. Um, it's just a great track. That was Blackberry Smoke and Waiting for the Thunder. Now we're at the point of the producer's pick, and I'm kind of sad this week because this is the last week the column will be associated with Torn It Up. He's hanging up his boots and moving on to Pastures New, and I have to thank him from the bottom of my heart for everything he has done for the show from day one, almost three years at this stage. Colm, thank you so much for everything. It's been a pleasure working with you, and I wish you all the best in everything that you do in the future. But now let's get down to his picks, because we have two cracking tracks. Forced is the cult, and ashes and ghosts taken from beyond good and evil. And then we have Metal Church and the Black Things taken from the album called Damned If I Do. So let's press the button for one more time for the producer's pick as chosen by show producer Colin Mullen.
once again, Colm, thanks very much for everything. And that was two more cracking tracks there. And uh, it really has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for everything you've done. Now, we'll keep the music rolling because next we have ACDC. And this is a classic rock and roll in noise pollution.
Yeah, that was ACDC and Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution taken from the Back in Black album. That was the one that really done it for them around the world. I think it sold something like 45 million copies, if I'm not, maybe even more. A huge seller. Biggest, I think, biggest rock album ever. Uh, it's just a great song. And then here's another band that uh, for a while was managed uh, by the same people, Rose Tattoo. Uh, and this is another classic track. This is Rock and Roll Outlaw.
What, a, what about the slide guitar on that? Unbelievably good. That was Rose Tattoo and Rock and Roll Outlaw. Now here's somebody else. <laughs> Definitely knows his way around a guitar. This is Rory Gallagher and Secret Agent.
Yeah, I think Rory loved the John Le Carrier books and was very much fascinated by the whole Spey uh, saga. So that's where that song would have came from. But it's a great rocking track. That's Rory Gallagher and Secret Agent. Now we play a bit of Rory, we play a bit of Gary. This is Gary Moore and Walking by Myself. <laughs> What a great tune and what a guitarist Gary Moore was. Just absolutely incredible. And that's just simply a great tune. That was Gary Moore and Walking By Myself. Well, this is certainly very much a Thin Lizzy show because they're back again. This time is a track taken from the Jailbreak album. This is Thin Lizzy and the Cowboy Song. I am just a cowboy Lonesome on the trail A starry night A campfire light 
the coyote call and the howling winds will so I'll ride out to the old sundown
what a voice Philip had too. The band when they recorded uh, Jailbreak, they were really at the peak of their powers and Jailbreak broke them all over the world. Uh, and that's just a great tune. That was Thin Lizzy, taken from the Jailbreak album, The Cowboy Song. Now next up here, someone, I think I actually played this on the fourth show. This is Norman Greenbond and Spirit in the Sky.
Yeah, that's another great tune. Uh, it's one of those songs that, you know, the intro, you can't get out of your head, can you? It's, you know, you don't forget it. It's something you recognise straight away. Here's something else you recognise pretty quick. Here's Deep Purple and Black Knight. Another great tune that came out of the single, and I think that I'm not sure if it hit the top of the charts, maybe not, but it did very well for them. That was Deep Purple and Black Knight with Richie Blackmore, his rocking best. 
Now, we're almost at the end of the show, but not just yet. Another couple of tracks to go. Next up is Molly Hatchet, and this is the title track from an album I think came out back in the late 70s, maybe early 80s. This is Molly Hatchet and Flirting with Disaster.
Yeah, I mean, I love me Southern Rock. Most of you know that. And uh, that's one of my all-time favourites, Molly Hatchet and Flirting with Disaster. Now, we're almost ready to play the last tune. But before we do, we have a number of people to thank. But I suppose on this occasion, you know, it, it is sad because, uh, you know, I'm thanking Stone James and the Dead Show Dealers. Um, Stone for sending his personalised message to the show. Thank you so much, brother. Um, my heart is aching for you guys because I know how much uh, all of this meant to you and how close you and Robert were. So really, uh, we we really send our condolences to the family. Um, and uh, then, of course, the fans' favourite, uh, you know, as uh, chosen by Maria Morgan from New York, USA. Uh, again, thank you so much for that, Maria. And, of course, the producers pick one last time, as chosen by Colin Mullen. Two excellent tracks, The Cult and Metal Church. Colin, once again, thank you for everything you've done here in the show. You really will be missed, and certainly we appreciate everything you've done. Thank you so much, my dear friend. Also, I want to thank Richard Lahamadou and everyone at Making a Scene magazine for the work they do week in, week out for the show. Thank you so much for that. And of course, the incredible people here at Radio Home of Rock. I mean, these people have so much passion for music, it's unreal. And it's my honour and pleasure to present this show every week on this incredible station. Thank you so much for every, everything. And of course, you, the listeners, uh, you know, it would be no show without you. So thank you for your loyal support each and every week. It's so appreciated. Now we're down to the last track. And yes, I like Southern Rock. And the last track was Molly Hatchet flirting with disaster. If I played Molly Hatchet, there's one other band I would have to play. And that's Leonard Skinner. And this really is probably one of the most iconic songs ever written. And it's fitting we should finish off with it tonight. This is Leonard Skinner and Freeboard. And just before I press the button, look after each other. Be good to each other. And we'll do it all over again next week. Um, and just remember, if you hear music that touches your heart, what do you do? You turn it up. Once again, thanks to everybody. Thanks to Colin. Thanks for Stone and the Dead Show Dealers and all the fantastic music that they have created over the years. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, I hope it's not the end. I hope that they continue, but who knows? But we'll certainly keep you informed of what's happening. Anyway, we'll do it all over again next week. So let's play out with Leonard Skinner and Freeboard. <laughs>
got to see.